Hey, what's with Washington, friends? Michaela here. So some of you might have noticed that we had some technical difficulties with our last episode on Amazon and dating. Some listeners heard a four-minute version that, funny story, was actually meant for the radio, not the podcast. So we're re-releasing the episode to make Double Dog sure that everyone has the right episode. All right, here it is. Hey, I'm Ponzi, and I'm popping in to say we at What's With Washington want to know what you think about our show. We've just posted a survey. You can find it at whatswith.org slash survey, and it takes only five minutes to complete. It's the best way for you to tell us what you like and dislike about the show. Do you want more episodes between seasons? Would you want to hang out with us outside of the podcast, or should we stick to being in your earbuds? We want to know right now. That's whatswith.org slash survey. Five minutes. We'll appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is What's With Washington. Where you ask the questions about our region, about the place we live. About your neighborhood. Anacostia. Prince George's County. Pentagon City. Columbia Heights. And WAMU Answers. I'm a second generation Washingtonian. Ward 5. This is What's With Washington. I'm Michaela LaFrac. Sometimes here at the show, we get a ton of questions about the same topic. And ever since Amazon announced it was coming to the DMV to build its new headquarters, we've gotten so many questions about it. But one particularly memorable question comes from Emily in Georgetown. I was on the bus at the time, and it struck me how I saw a lot of other uh, young women on the bus. She'd heard that women outnumber men in the D.C. area, and it's a pretty personal issue to her because she's trying to date. I think traditionally, you know, your friends will set you up with people, but my, I've even asked groups of friends saying, hey, do you know anybody? Um, and they tell me, I don't. I don't know any single guys. All the guys that, and a lot of my guy friends are um, in long-term relationships, and if they do become single, they're not single for long. And then Emily started thinking about Amazon and how it would bring its own gender imbalance to the district. Would it make it easier to date in D.C. once it's here? At least if you're a young woman like her that's interested in dating men? Because that's what she imagined dating in Seattle was like. What I've heard, uh, and this is total gossip, uh, is that it is it is kind of the inverse, where if you're a woman out there, you kind of for lack of a better phrase, have your pick. <laughs> so our question today comes from Emily. She asked us, with Amazon coming to the DMV in the near future, is the area's gender imbalance going to even out? After all, San Francisco's known for having the inverse problem with its dating pool. To start, we needed to make a call to Seattle. I'm allergic to Washington, D.C. coffee, so... This is Carolyn Adolph. She hosts a podcast called Primed out of Seattle's public radio station, KUOW, and it's all about Amazon. Is it drinkable if you can stand if you can't stand a spoon in it? I mean, that's our that's the way we view it. A lot of the answer to today's question is speculative, of course. I mean, who can really say how the DMV is going to look post Amazon? Maybe it'll just all be robots and that's who we have to date. So we asked Carolyn to list off a few ways Seattle's local culture has changed since Amazon got huge. A little heads up from one Washington to another. Item number one is that the city has a second heartbeat. And it's the flush of 100,000 people converging on a couple of downtown neighborhoods north of the city and just filling them with, like, like with lifeblood. So 
you go down there, and if you're not, you're not, you're not on your game trying to cross the street, oh, my goodness, there are like 25 people behind you who are looking into their phones and are expecting you to move. You could get rear-ended just trying to cross the street as this a pedestrian. This sounds terrified. It's, you know what? I started off terrified, and I've just become thrilled with it. <laughs> Thing number one is that there's going to be this whole new center of gravity um, in in the region that people are working in and flocking to. What's what's and number? It's going to be a weird thing for you guys because it'll be <laughs> Crystal City. I know National Landing, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Apparently, sorry. all right. What is what's uh, item number two on your list of how how Amazon's changed culture there? The dogs. The dogs. They're- the dogs. There are like 7,000 dogs on the campus as of last year. These are dogs brought in by workers. And the, the dog is their special someone. And it's okay to bring your dog to work at Amazon. Right beside the head office building, the famous day one, there's a dog park. And right around there, there's just this explosion of doggy spas. <laughs> Places for dogs to rest if they don't want to actually be at your desk all day. Places where they can get, you know, some balls thrown at them, some play. Maybe maybe they need a therapy, you know, some time getting therapy or perhaps what? just a little facial. All of that is available. Stop it, Carolyn. We we love our dogs at in Amazonia. It's a it's a thing. So one question I have about the the culture there, this kind of bleeds in a little bit to economics, but do you feel like like Seattle has become a more expensive place, not just to live, but also to like go out to eat? to go on a date, to to hang out with your friends now that there's this very high-paying employer in town? Yeah. I mean, two things have happened that really affect people's opportunities to get out. The first one is money. That, um, you know, uh, I'm a property owner. My property taxes have gone up uh, 40 50% in the the decade. And um, if you're not making tech money and you're merely middle class, you've actually undergone quite a bit of slippage in terms of what your salary can buy you in other ways mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so, But that's not the only thing, and I don't want to play the world's smallest violin for property owners here. The other thing that's happened is that mobility has gone to heck. And so I would rather, uh, frankly, book some quality dental filling time than uh, than suggest to my husband on a Saturday night that we drive downtown. So I definitely accept any and all dogs that move here with their Amazon overlords as long as they don't bite me. But it does sound like the city's best date night spots might become super expensive and crowded once Amazon moves in. Fine. But Emily's not worried about that part yet. She's just trying to find people to date. We tapped WAMU's business and development reporter, Ali Schweitzer, to break down D.C.'s current and future gender ratios for us. Hey, Ali. Hey, Michaela. Thanks I'm for so being here. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> talking dating. Two old married ladies <laughs> talking know, right? about dating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, so let's talk numbers first. Does D.C. Does DC really have more women than men? Well, the short answer is yes. I mean, if we're talking about single, meaning never married women who mm-hmm. are educated, have, they have at least a bachelor's degree. 
Uh, yeah, there are definitely more of those in the Washington area than there are men in the same group. So roughly there are about 12,000 more women in this group than men. But that adds up to about six and a half percent more educated single women than men. And also we should just point out here that we're being like pretty heteronormative right now and talking a lot about like women and men dating. But, you know, of course, these gender numbers you know, exactly right. I mean, the census the doesn't ask about sexual orientation. So we don't know how many of these women are women who date women. We don't know how many of them are men who date men. So they're all unfortunately in the same group. And so as a result, the numbers could be kind of different in reality than they actually are reflected in the census. So when Amazon gets here, Allie, is its arrival going to make D.C. a tech hub in the same way that, that we know Seattle and Silicon Valley to be? I think that it depends on how you define tech hub, because you could make the argument that D.C., the D.C. region already is a tech hub because it has this enormous job sector that revolves around technology for the government. Okay. Um, But the thing that I think distinguishes places like Seattle and Silicon Valley as what we think of as being tech hubs is that the stuff that they build there is uh, much more consumer facing. You know, it's stuff that you use in your home, like the Alexa devices and that kind of stuff, you know, the Google Home devices. These are these very consumer facing types of products. And the the type of tech that we have in D.C. really does revolve around government contracting, and Mm -hmm. it's not quite as commercial oriented. Shifting a bit towards the fun stuff, towards dating, um, in cities that are tech hubs, like Seattle or San Jose or San Francisco or something. Are there are there actually more men than women there who are looking to date? Well, there are definitely more unmarried or I should say never married educated men in Seattle, the San Jose, Santa Clara County area and San Francisco than there are here. So you found those numbers like that's a codified thing. Yes, definitely. I mean, if you look at census data, the latest, uh, the 2017, I should say, American Community Survey, San Jose, that area, the Santa Clara County area has the biggest divide. There are about 21,000 more single educated men than single educated women in wow. that area. It's a really big difference. It's a um, significant but much smaller difference in Seattle and the San Francisco Bay Area. San Francisco Bay Area, it's it's about like 7,000 or so more single educated men than women in Seattle. It's actually only about 1,000 oh, uh, more single educated. Yeah, it's not like that it's actually city. not that big of a difference. Uh, but again, this is not just the city of Seattle. This is the entire Seattle area. Okay. But with all the traffic, I feel like dating outside the city limits know, is like true, a long-distance relationship. I know. Somebody on Twitter was like, you know, be realistic, Allie. Is any DC woman dating a guy who lives in Waldorf? And I was like, honestly, probably not. Because no, so I wouldn't lazy. I wouldn't make that commute for love. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so could we expect this same gender divide to happen in DC that's happened like like are we gonna become the next San Jose with just these like thousands of single men here? Is that in our I future? I think that would be, you'd pretty much have to stop the flow of women for years <laughs> into the city for us, to get, for us to get as divided as San Jose is. I mean, I think that we can make an educated guess. Okay. So Amazon's global workforce, according to numbers they publish, is majority male. And um, their published management staff numbers, demographic numbers, show that it's also majority male. It's about three quarters male. Oof. 
So we can safely assume, I would think, that Amazon's probably going to mostly employ men unless there's some significant, you know, initiative that they take to, you know, diversify their workforce in terms of gender. So we can kind of make the general assumption that of those 25,000 plus Amazon workers, probably more than half of them are going to be men. What has what has dating been like for women in in other tech hubs? Like what can women in D.C. expect once once this change kind of happens? So this is where it starts to kind of get unscientific and more kind of anecdotal and not really data driven. Um, But so there's this very broad perception of tech guys as being a little less emotionally intelligent than a non-tech guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've heard so the stereotype. We have heard this stereotype. I mean, it's trotted out on pretty much every episode of Silicon Valley. You know, there are men in that show that are portrayed as not just being kind of weird socially with women, but being weird socially with everybody and just very technically uh, very sophisticated, you know, great technical training, great technical chops, but maybe not so good with people. So this is a stereotype. It's definitely let's let's be very clear about this. It's a stereotype of tech men, but it is such a broad perception that it has been so now ingrained, I think, in so many of these tech hubs that it's really easy to find women who are willing to talk about um, guys they've been out with who work at Amazon or other tech companies and just talk about how frustrating it is for them to date these guys. So I um, talked to one woman, Anna Boyko Wyrock, who is a reporter in Seattle with KUOW, and she shared what could really only be described as horror stories about her experiences dating Amazon men. She talked about how she felt like she was constantly being mansplained to. And guys were like just as happy to talk at me instead of having a conversation with me. So, I mean, as a result of that, like I, I would not be enthusiastic about going on a date with anybody who works at Amazon. I mean, I don't really know what what to extrapolate from these anecdotal experiences, but I can say that the, the perception of tech employees as being a little lacking in the emotional intelligence department is something that even CEOs will talk about and their employers will talk about this. Um, There was a survey that came out in 2018 by the Northern Virginia Technology Council. It's a trade group. And CEOs that were interviewed for this survey, uh, they said that they really do have a hard time finding workers with technical competence who are also emotionally intelligent. They, they have a difficult time because they're so, so oriented toward technical training and not so much, say, like the liberal arts or humanities, and they didn't get that kind of education, or maybe it's not really rewarded in their professions um, to date, that there's just um, there's just not that much of an emphasis on that type of soft skill okay. in, in these fields. So there could be some truth, a little nugget of truth to the stereotype. I don't I don't want to say, though, that every guy who works for Amazon is some type of weird mansplaining drone. I just think that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) But there is that perception out there. And I do think that Washington women are viewing Amazon's impact on the dating scene with a certain amount of skepticism because of that perception. All right. So so Anna, sweet, sweet Anna clearly hasn't had many good experiences with Amazon workers. Um, how how are people faring over here in D.C.? So in D.C., when I was looking for people to talk to for this story, it was 
pretty much like shooting fish in a barrel because <laughs> there are a lot of women here who have a lot of things to say about how bad it is to date here. Mm-hmm. So I heard from a lot of women. And one of the women that I talked to, uh, her name's Andrea Sosa. She lives in Northwest. She's a single D.C. woman. And she described what she believes is just sort of her experiences with this bad math. I matched with this person on a dating app and lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I actually bumped into them in an Uber pool. (laughs) I was in the front seat and he was in the back seat and I was like, I think we've matched on a dating app. (laughs) And then I ran into him again at Meridian Hill Park. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is fate. Like what was happening? And I was like, wait, no, this is not, this is just the gender imbalance in DC. Yeah, they didn't uh, wind up getting married. Oh, she just had to run. run into the same guy. I need the fairy tale ending. <laughs> Sorry. And the Uber pool drives them to the wedding chapel. No, mm. no. <laughs> Probably what's more likely is that she's going to have to leave this area to find a man. Are you serious? I mean, That's so depressing. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but so we I mean, ship her off to San Jose. I think that they end up freshly baked. Exactly men. right. Yes. <laughs> We need to just have a shuttle bus. (laughs) Like a cross-country greyhound. Hi, it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan, followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at org slash book club. Really? <laughs> All right, Allie, this has been very educational. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy to be here. When we come back, we meet up with Emily to see if her luck has changed since she originally asked us this question. Hey, it's Allie with a little bit of business for you. Listener support makes all the work we do here at WAMU possible. From fancy new podcasts to 24-7 reliable radio and regional news, your gift is a really important show of support for the reporting and storytelling that you love. So click the link in the show notes to make a gift today. And thanks. Hi. We're back, and we're on our way to meet Emily near where she works in Cleveland Park. Look at this cute little porch. Oh, this is great. I didn't know this existed. I didn't either. Huh. I've been here a few times, so. Oh, my gosh, they have little This is legitimately a great date spot. How fitting. (laughs) So, do you feel like it's hard to find, um, like you mentioned in your original question about, like, this gender imbalance? Like, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you keep seeing, like, the same guys on these apps? Or do you feel like it's hard to find new people? Yes, I have. Really? And it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's funny. Like, there was this one one guy who's a very good friend. We met on an app. uh, Just kind of chatted a little bit. Didn't go anywhere. Um, Then, like, a month later, I met him at a social event. Uh, in person and then we met at another social event in person and it wasn't until later that we realized that we had like first connected on an app oh funny and ended up dating didn't didn't we dated for a while but obviously aren't together now um and when I later when I was on apps again he kept showing up so yeah I could say the dating pool could be a little bigger yeah yeah Yeah. I hear that yeah so how do you feel about like 
Like, I feel like our main finding here was that, like, yes, a lot of men are probably going to be, like, moving to the district to work mm-hmm. for Amazon, but they might not be the kind of person that is easy to date mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, I don't know, have you dated people in, like, the tech sector before, or how do you feel about that prospect? I don't think I have, actually. I know people that work in the tech sector, and so I know it's kind of, you know, different a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes not everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think not just DC guys, but DC people are their own kind of special in a yeah. way that can make dating kind of difficult. Everyone's busy. Everybody's traveling. Uh, everybody's it can feel kind of transactional yeah um, which is I, I don't know how that compares to kind of the tech culture since you asked this question like how has like have you been going on dates like have you had any luck has anything changed yeah I mean I asked this question ages ago um, yeah I dating wise I can't say it's all that different uh, no, I've started seeing one guy. It's going well, um, but yeah, still casual, All right. not serious. This episode was produced by Ponce Rutch, Patrick Fort, Ruth Tam, Julia Karen, and me, Michaela Lafrac. You can browse the many, many questions that we've answered at our website, wamu.org slash what's with, or submit a question yourself. We would love to hear from you. Our theme music is by Ben Privet, who also makes today's show. WAMU's general manager is JJ Yor. Andy McDaniel oversees all the content we make here. And Jeffrey Katz is our newsroom director. If you love What's With Washington, tell a friend and be sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening. I'm Michaela Lafrac. See you next time. So um, I got a job. This is kind of funny. It's an office called uh, Defense Digital Service, and the whole idea is that they bring in tech talent. Oh my God, you're working in tech. Uh, technically, yes. <laughs> um, this this happened post question asking. Okay.